Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity and strategic positioning of over 6,000 of the UK's leading software, ICT services and digital firms. Each month, our research team analyzes dozens of results and corporate transactions in the UK tech sector. As well as delivering extensive company financial and transaction data, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers deep insight into the companies and the technology subsectors in which they operate. The aim of this show every month is that I pull together all of the key themes and trends within all of that research and help you understand what that means for the outlook. Of course, subscribers can access all of our research and data at the Megabyte, on the Megabyte platform at megabyte.com. And if you think that you, are, uh, you might be interested in the research that we provide and it might be of use to you and your organization, we'd love to hear from you. The best thing to do is to go to our website to hit the uh, request a demo button and our customer team will be very happy to help you out. So here's a quick canter through the key takeaways from this month's CEO barometer. It was another very difficult month for share prices both here and uh, across the Atlantic in the US and tech stocks on both sides of the Atlantic were down about 9% um, in the month. And interestingly, that was broadly in line with a very difficult market. Um, perhaps the, uh, the only kind of saving grace was that the more, um, the higher valued, higher growth uh, tech stocks or mainly SaaS stocks that are included in the BVP cloud index, a cloud index actually had a relatively, um, a relatively okay month where their prices were down 6%, whereas they have been significantly underperforming a falling sector over the previous few months. Deal flow was actually reasonably strong in the UK tech sector. Uh, we recorded 90 deals on our database during, uh, during June. That was down slightly on the previous year, but broadly flat on what we've seen month on month so far this year. Probably one of the most striking uh, bits of data for this month was that there were precisely no capital markets transactions in the UK tech sector uh, during June. There'd been no IPOs uh, for several months already, but there were also no follow-on public offerings during June, which was really quite striking. M&A volumes, by contrast, were, were pretty robust again. I mean, down from where they were at the peak, but still running at about 40 to 50. And we recorded 44 deals on our database during June. That was uh, broadly, that was down slightly, down about 11% year on year, but we're seeing that fairly stable. Private equity, having been quite quiet during April and May with only five deals in both of those months, was much stronger during June, particularly with that one massive deal from Access Group. There were 11 deals in total on our, on our database, registered on our database during June. Um, so really quite vibrant activity still in the private equity sector. In venture capital, uh, those of you who listened to my show last month will have heard me say that um, I really do think the bubble has burst, is bursting in VC, but actually the data is not too bad for June. Uh, we recorded uh, 39 deals down slightly on the year um, and a total of nine, just under 900 million sterling raised during June, uh, which was down pretty significantly on last year, but was actually up on, um, on the May figure. So uh, not, not, you know, VC not, not perhaps as bad as the underlying conditions might suggest, perhaps because we are focused on B2B tech and I think some of the real fallout in VC has been in B2C. But nevertheless, we are seeing a declining trend in VC deal values, not so much deal volumes, which were never really that. Uh, significantly up uh, last year. Anyway, it was really all about the deal values. So pretty pretty sensible month, pretty reasonable month for deal activity with the exception of the capital markets. In terms of the outlook, um, I continue to be very concerned about the outlook. Uh, I, I really think it's going to be a difficult six to 12 months for the sector. How difficult, I think, uh, as I said last month, really depends, I think, on what we see in terms of trading performance. If we start to see significant revenue weakness from companies we track, then I think we are going to see a significant further pullback in activity and valuations. 
If things remain relatively benign through the winter in terms of trading, then I think we'll see some softness, but it might not be too bad because valuations have come back a long way. Uh, my personal view is that we are going to see some trading weakness. I just don't think the tech sector can avoid uh, some of the recessionary uh, factors coming down the pipe. Um, and that will have an impact, I think, on deal volumes and valuations. But we will see. So that's a quick count through the, three, through the key takeaways from the CEO barometer this month. And let's get on with the show. So looking first at what's been going on in the capital markets in terms of share prices and corporate activity. Um, as I mentioned at the top of, show, top of the show, not very much in corporate activity. But looking at share prices, um, as I mentioned, down about 9 or 10% uh, in the UK tech sector. So the megabyte universe index of, um, of 150 or so UK listed tech stocks was down 9% uh, during June. And the valuation on those stocks is now um, about 15 times, or at least 15 times current EV EBITDA. Within software, it was down a bit less than ICT services, services this month. Um, software companies now trading on average at about 16.6 times. Current year EV EBITDA and ICT services at about 11.4 times. And for context, the FTSE 250 was down 8% uh, during June as well. So tech stocks uh, are actually performing in line with the falling market. Similar picture in the US, the NASDAQ was down 8% during June and uh, EB, EV EBITDA multiples on average were down 7% to 13.4 times for the NASDAQ. Um, the BVP Cloud Index, which I talk about a lot on the show and I mentioned at the beginning at the top of the show talking about how that had performed not as, bad, not as badly during June. It was nevertheless down 6%, uh, but that was a reprieve from some of the precipitous falls we've seen in the preceding months. The valuation there in the BVP Cloud Index is 7.8 times revenue, down from 8.3 times at the end of May. Um, and as I mentioned every month, down by roughly two thirds, nearly three quarters actually, compared to where it peaked uh, last year. As I mentioned earlier, there were no deals. There are no deals to talk about in the capital markets, which is really striking, uh, very, very striking. What is also striking is looking at a half year on half year comparison of the amount raised in the UK t uh, tech sector in, in terms of the stock market raise. So um, the first half of, uh, of 2021, we registered a, uh, raises both from follow-on public offerings and IPOs of 3.6 billion sterling. Um, and uh, fast forward to the first six months of this year, and that figure was just 200 million across 11 deals. So, and, and 130 of that was, was one company. So, you know, the, the, the 90 or 95% reduction in uh, amount raised in the, on the stock market uh, in the UK tech sector really is quite startling and pretty depressing, to be honest with you, but it is what it is. I suppose the only positive we can take away from that is that deal volumes can't fall any further. Um, and you know we probably will see some deals during July, so things might start to improve from here. But it's pretty grim. Um, you know, in terms of share price outlook, uh, you know, again, not a great picture. Uh, you'll know that I track, or we track the, um, um, uh, or we look at reports that tell us about the uh, uh, funds flows or inflows or outflows in the equity markets. And those of you who know the stock market will will know that generally speaking, valuations. Although there's a debate about this, but valuations are represent the underlying value of companies, perhaps over the medium to long term. But in the short term, the biggest driver of valuations is funds flows. If there are significant funds flowing out of the stock market, which there were another June was another record month for funds outflows. Um, that means asset managers need to be selling stock when they don't want to, um, and that inevitably uh, leads to short-term share price weakness, even if uh, the underlying uh, performance of the company doesn't warrant it. So that is a very negative indicator, um, and typically the summer is a difficult month. So I can only see weakness certainly for the next few months, and again, that, that trading pattern will determine where we go from there. And if we start seeing profit warnings through the latter part of the year, then I think we're in for some further weakness in, in share prices undoubtedly.
So pretty grim uh, picture, frankly. I suppose the only other thing to say before I sign off in this section is that um, that we uh, are likely, I think, to continue to see more P2Ps. Uh, we saw uh, IdeaGen a couple of months ago. We saw EMIS, and I'll talk about that later. Not technically a P2P because it's a corporate M&A transaction, but the, the same rule applies. Cheaper, cheaper um, listed stocks is going to mean more P2Ps and more uh, listed companies being acquired, probably by large US firms. So that's it. That's what's going on in the capital markets. I'll talk next about what's happening in private equity. So turning then to what's been going on in the world of private equity, and we registered 11 deals in our database uh, during June. That was actually only down slightly on the uh, the figure for uh, June last year, which was 12 deals. Of those 11 deals in June, five were in ICT services, six were in software. Uh, one of them was a carve-out, five were secondary buyouts, five were managed buyouts. So really a very healthy range of deals, a good balance across the sector of what's going on, activity in multiple parts of the sector. However, we are still seeing deal volumes being lower than they were 12 months ago, and I think that's exemplified uh, particularly clearly with what's been going on uh, when we look at the, six, uh, the first half of this year versus the first half of last year. We see a 37% reduction in uh, deal volumes down to 42 for the first half of this year versus last year. Um, and um, the um, quarterly, but interestingly, the quarterly numbers where we look at Q2 of this year versus Q1 of last year, uh, the deal numbers are broadly flat. So actually, we're seeing, as I've mentioned a couple of times in the last couple of months, generally uh, flat private equity uh, deal volumes and, and pretty, pretty healthy uh, volumes, not dissimilar to what we were seeing pre-COVID. Looking at the deals in a little, more, little bit more detail, some of the key deals that have happened during June. Uh, the big one, of course, in the software sector was Access Group. I talked a bit about this last month as it was just breaking when I was recording the barometer last month. 9.2 billion uh, sterling deal with GIC, the, um, the Singaporean wealth fund, coming onto the shareholder register alongside uh, HG Capital and TA Associates. And um, that's three times the valuation of uh, less than three years ago. And quite extraordinary to realize that Access Group back in 2010 was a 50 million buyout um, led by Lyceum, now called Horizon Capital. So, um, you know, it is extraordinary the progress of that business, obviously very heavily, uh, very heavily dependent on, on acquisitions to drive value in that, in that business. Uh, and they've done uh, over 100 deals uh, since that original buyout back in 2010. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely uh, incredible watermark, a high watermark deal for the UK software sector with Access. Um, also interesting in the ad tech space, Bliss, uh, this is an LDC buyout for what we think was about 127, 125 million sterling at about 14 times EV EBITDA in the ad tech space. That's interesting. I'm going to talk about EMIS in the next uh, in the next section, but I do think that in terms of the detail of that deal where it's being acquired or it's been bid for by United Health, it's not a P2P, but it does underline the point I've been making a couple of times recently with this disparity in valuations between the capital markets, particularly in software. And, uh, and, and in private equity land. Uh, that was uh, the IdeaGen deal where um, HG Capital acquired IdeaGen or uh, a bid for IdeaGen a couple of months ago uh, is another example. And EMIS, uh, 1.2 billion, uh, looks like that's going out the door as well. Another valuable software company lost to the UK stock market. In ICT services, I think um, a range of interesting deals. The one I'd pick out would be BCN. This is a really interesting IC, uh, sort of IT managed services business, primarily in the Microsoft space. Um, originally a management buyout led by uh, Be uh, Beechtree uh, about three or four years ago and is now uh, being uh, acquired by ECI for what we think is about 125 million or around 14 times uh, EV EBITDA. So what does that kind of mean? What does all of this mean for uh, valuations? Well, I think valuations in ICT services 
are pretty robust, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, the BCN deal uh, underlines that. And there's a lot of uh, there's other, some other data points elsewhere that suggest there's not really we're not really seeing much valuation um, uh, reduction in ICT services. Software, I don't think, is is it quite as, as rosy a story, although the deal volumes and there's certainly lots of investor appetite still for software. But when we think about, um, I mean, access, we think was done at mid twenties EV bidar, so broadly in line with what we've seen before. But I don't think what we're seeing are these. We we joked, um, and and those of you who listen to the show regularly will know that I joke about the this thirty was the new is the new twenty last year, where in the COVID peak of deal activity, high quality software businesses were being were trading changing hands at kind of thirty times EBITDA. We're not seeing that anymore, I don't think, um, and I think we've come back much nearer twenty than thirty now. So kind of pre-COVID levels. And I think a really interesting one is going to be Iris. So there's significant rumors that Iris has kicked off a process. Wouldn't be at all surprising if that were the case. Um, very high quality software business, although relatively low in terms of organic growth um, and has been quite acquisitive um, it itself. Nothing, to, nothing of the scale of access, but pretty acquisitive itself. And that is a business with just over 100 million of EBITDA run rate from what we understand, 90 million trailing. Um, and if the rumours are to be believed, it's going to go on the market at below two billion um, sterling market ster sterling value. A, a merger market was talking about one point seven billion. That would be very interesting if it did happen at that kind of valuation, because that would be the first time one of these major sort of software consolidators has changed hands below twenty times for quite some time. I mean, thinking back probably to I don't know advanced computer software being acquired by Vista back in whatever that was, twenty fifteen. So. Um, that would be very interesting to see where that deal ends up. And also Civica, which is obviously another one of these big software consolidators in the UK market, that will undoubtedly be coming on the market again, um, if not this year, then next year. Again, similar profile to Iris in the sense it's relatively low organic growth, but overall the metrics are strong. Quite a bit of service uh, uh, revenue in Civica, which which does uh, uh, you know put a slight question mark over the valuation sometimes. But it, you know, it would be very, very interesting to see what happens with that valuation when that deal happens as well. And I do overall think that we are seeing some reduction in, uh, in, in software valuations down to pre-COVID levels and maybe a bit lower. Uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next six months. I do think it's going to be quite a busy few months for uh, PE activity. We, we know, as well as Iris, we know a number of other sort of ICT services deals and software deals of some scale that are coming to the market right now or kicking off processes right now. So I'm guessing they will probably land later this year, probably more likely early next year. And that will give us some really interesting data points around uh, valuation at that point as well. As ever, my view, it depends on the trading outlook. Um, if we start seeing weakness in trading and, uh, and, and revenue softness, then I think the dynamics could change in what is qu still quite a robust private equity market. Uh, the, the dynamics could change really very quickly. So that's a commentary on what's happening in private equity. We'll look next to what's happening in venture capital. Turning our attention then to what's been happening in the world of venture capital, and it's all going on at the moment. Um, uh, very uh, interesting dynamics uh, in this part of the market. Deal volumes were actually pretty solid in June. Uh, we recorded 39 deals. Uh, that was down slightly from the 42 in June 2021. Funds raised 893 million. That was down from 1.2 billion in June last year when we were seeing kind of um, very high, uh, very high uh, amounts of money raised. But that was up, um, that 893 million, it was up significantly on uh, the May figure this year, although it was helped very significantly by a 250 million raise from SumUp, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, interesting always to, to look at the average raise. Uh, this is a proxy for valuation in VC. Um, and uh, that has continued to fall. It was 22 million in June, down from 29 million in, uh, in June last year. And that hit a peak of, of 50 million late last year as well. 
um, or earlier this year, I'm not quite sure actually. Um, so it's interesting again, looking at these first half uh, of 2022 versus first half of 2021, to try and get an understanding of the trends we're seeing in, in, in VC deal volumes and value, values. Volumes were down 30% uh, to 203 deals in the first half, but they were up slightly um, on, on the second half of 2021. So again, we are seeing some stability at the moment, at least in deal volumes. The total amount raised was actually up in the first half to 7 billion, but again, flat on the second half of last year, which sort of suggests there's this sort of peak going on. Um, and interesting looking at the average amount raised. I think this is a particularly interesting because again, this is a proxy for valuation. So the average raised, uh, the average amount per raise in the first half of this year doubled to 35 million. So we're still uh, seeing a year on year increase, but it was 45 million on average in the first quarter of this year, and it was 25 million in the second quarter of this year. So we are actually seeing a rapid reduction in, uh, in the average fundraise across um, private equity, uh, sorry, venture capital. That is partly to do with the fact we're seeing fewer late stage deals. So that's not purely a comment on valuation, but it, you can't completely correlate the two, but it's definitely a, uh, a factor. Uh, valuation is a factor in that reduction. And just anecdotally talking to the VC community and understanding what's going on there, there's no question there is a uh, lower valuations going on uh, pretty much across the piece, particularly B2C being hard hit, but also in B2B. So turning back to June to look at what's been going on there, I mentioned the deal for sum up in the payment space, becoming a, or it is a real gorilla in the payment space, a 250 million sterling raise for sum up in June. Interestingly, at an 8 billion euro, sorry to switch my currencies, uh, 8 billion euro valuation, and that was less than half than what had been chucked out there in the press. So even for incredibly uh, strong businesses like sum up, uh, it is proving challenging to get the valuations that they're looking for. Um, not strictly in our coverage universe, but I should also mention Klarna. Um, you will probably have read that um, you know, that business raised money, $600 million at a 6.5 billion valuation. That was down from a 46 billion valuation at the last raise a couple of years ago, I think, last year, year two years ago. I mean, eye-watering reduction, talk about a down round. Um, and actually, significant question marks over buy now, pay later, certainly in that vanilla form that Klarna, uh, Klarna uses it. So that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Wonga, Wonga, Wonga Mark II? Who knows? Let's see. Um, in terms of uh, other deals in the sector, notable segments as ever within VC, fintech and enterprise are the two big ones, although there's some interesting deals elsewhere. Um, in fintech, 10 deals, I would highlight 33, 33 million Series B from Hakodo, that's in the buy now, pay later space, so there is life in the old dog yet. Um, InsureTech, in standard, 37 million Series B. Clio AI chatbot, 65 million Series C. Kodat, in deve a developer management platform, 80 million Series C. So lots going on in fintech as ever, but a, a kind of interesting kind of uh, range of businesses in fintech, much less sort of payments focused, with the exception obviously of SumUp, which is the biggie. Um, in enterprise, uh, 11 deals. The one I would highlight there in terms of meaningful deals with Speechmatics, uh, 50 million Series B there, that's speech-to-text technology. Lots of other interesting deals in enterprise, but quite small as we tend to see there. They tend to be quite small, raise Series A, Series B, maybe Series C, and then sell themselves in enterprise. So we don't tend to get as many as those larger late-stage deals. Um, elsewhere in, in, in the sector, outside of those two verticals, uh, gear set in sales for DevOps, a 45 million growth capital raise. And Proximi, this is health collaboration healthcare around helping surgeons collaborate with each other to um, improve the outcomes of, of surgery. Uh, that was a 66 million Series C. So lots still going on in VC. So let's not, you know, let's not pretend things are dying, but the, the, you know, the trends are what they are. And I've talked a bit about a lot about those. I won't repeat them, but definitely a downward trend in VC. 
So what does that mean for the outlook? Look, I think, you know, I've said this a lot. I'm slightly repeating myself now, but I do think uh, we are going to see a continuing reduction in valuations from the very, very high levels we saw, um, particularly in VC uh, in the middle and back end of last year. Um, deal volumes uh, at the moment remain reasonably robust. Again, we're not seeing significant uh, revenue weakness, but I think that will come to some degree. I think we are still going to see a very vibrant funding market for areas of structural change. Payments, fiber investment in obviously in ICT services, areas of fintech where there is real and, and genuine disruption going on. In, you know, I talked a bit about Contexa, for example, um, in, in, um, in the uh, data space, particularly around financial services. Those businesses that are, are helping, are helping particularly large organizations drive real change through digital transformation, I think we'll continue to find uh, funding for sure. Uh, whether the valuations are quite as interesting as they were previously, I don't know. And I think we will continue to see an increase in venture debt rounds to get um, successful businesses from uh, one raise to the next raise, enable them enough time to grow enough so that they don't need to have another debt, have a down round. And I think we're going to see quite a bit more of that. Coinciding, of course, with some of the big banks, uh, launching venture debt products recently. So those two things match up rather well. So VC actually uh, a, a pretty decent month for VC, uh, but the trends there continue to be uh, get somewhat softer in terms of dual volumes and values. So that's, uh, that's a look at VC. I will wrap up the show as I always do with a view on M&A. So wrapping up the show, uh, as I always do with a look at what's been going on in M&A in the UK tech sector. And as I've mentioned a couple of times, Dual volumes were pretty stable uh, during June, uh, just over 40, uh, with about two thirds of those in software and the other one third in ICT services, as we often see that balance. Um, to be honest with you, not a huge amount to say in the software sector. Uh, the Access Group seems to have not skipped a beat in its uh, enormous uh, uh, buyout that I talked about earlier and completed two deals in, uh, in June, so that the M&A machine of Access continues to continue on a pace. I guess the big one to talk about in, in software really is EMIS, and uh, I mentioned this in the in the private equity section because it sort of it sort of underlines my view about uh, there being more um, software companies, tech companies generally, but I think particularly software companies uh, being taken off the market either by private equity or by trade buyers. In this case, EMIS in the in the healthcare software market uh, in the uh, being taken off the market by a trade buyer, United Health, a behemoth. In the, uh, in the healthcare sector, both in terms of technology and broader uh, healthcare products. Bid for EMIS at a 49% premium, I think, to the uh, previous uh, trading price. And that valued the business at 1.2 billion, roughly 21 times currently EV EBITDA. Uh, so that's an interesting data point, I think, as well, uh, underlying this view that quality software is trading at that kind of level, in mature software anyway, in a PE, uh, mid-market, larger mid-market context. And, you know, uh, I, I definitely think we're going to see more uh, software companies, particularly, but potentially some ICT services companies as well, coming off the market over in the second half of the year as this valuation differential persists between what a trade buyer will pay, what private equity will pay, and what asset managers are able to pay with the um, level of outflows they're experiencing at the moment. In ICT services, um, uh, total of 17 deals, five in telecom services, four in IT managed services, four in IT consulting. So a good range and spread of, of deals. The one I'd highlight is Solid Solutions. This is a SolidWorks, which is a leading CAD CAM software vendor. So it's a VAR, it's in the VAR, but very much a specialist VAR uh, business, Solid Solutions. That was acquired by Trimac for what we think was about 175 million uh, um, sterling in a pretty, uh, a pretty successful exit for LDC at what we think was a low double-digit EV EBITDA multiple. Obviously, vanilla 
Uh, VAR is uh, significantly lower uh, multiple than that, but this is obviously a very specialist company with a strong market position. Elsewhere in IT consulting, Vima, this is a cybersecurity data consulting, uh, data consultancy business acquired by, um, uh, by KBR for what we think is about 75 million sterling at a 16 times trailing EV, but are multiple. That's a chill turn capital exit. Um, again, just sort of um, highlighting that um, ICT services business with a cyber flavor or a data flavor are getting that premium. That, that's been the case for a while and continues to be the case. And in data centers, um, Infinity SDC selling its trading business to Green Mountain in Norway for 52 million, uh, what we think is about a 12 million, uh, sorry, 12 times trailing EV EBITDA multiple. So as ever, the outlook for M&A is absolutely tied at the hip to uh, the outlook for private equity. As long as uh, the private equity industry and community feels pretty chipper about life, uh, as we've seen in the last few years, the M&A playbook has become central to so many uh, private equity investment theses, um, much more than the organic thesis now, frankly, in private equity, particularly the large, larger uh, private equity deals. So as long as, as long as we see confidence in private equity, we'll see confidence in M&A, and the opposite will be true if the opposite is the case. So um, what I said about PE applies here. So I think that um, as long as trading continues to be okay, then we will continue to see a, a good volume of uh, M&A deals, and we will see them at the, the sort of valuations we're seeing at now. Uh, still very robust in ICT services, but perhaps a little less robust, but still uh, at cyclical, near cyclical highs in software. So that's it for the show this month. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening. As I did last year, I'll be taking a break in August from the podcast and returning in early September to tell you what's been happening and my view on everything that's been going on in the UK tech sector over the summer. Uh, until then, uh, if you're going abroad this summer, I wish you all the very best of luck. Uh, with the airports. I'm heading to Cornwall, so the only thing I've got to deal with is the horrendous traffic on the A303. Nothing changes there. Um, So uh, have a relaxing summer. I hope it is a relaxing one for you, and look forward to seeing you again in September, and until then, stay safe. 